When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is a canvas. Listen as Dr. Allison R. Tendler and her guests paint the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and business leaders on her podcast, The Art of Seeing Clearly. Through insightful questions and thought-provoking conversation, Allison and her guests explore the essence of what it means to truly experience life, business, entrepreneurship, love, success, and even failure through a clearer lens. I'm your host, Dr. Allison R. Tendler, board-certified ophthalmologist, surgeon, owner, and CEO of Art Vision and Artisan Skin and Laser Center. I literally get to work every day to help people see better on the 2020 eye chart. But true clarity in life and in business often requires a slightly different kind of vision. I happen to have a passion for learning how other entrepreneurs and leaders find their clarity, and I want to share with you some of their secrets to success. Jody Schwan is a next-generation media leader. Based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, she's the founder of Align Content Studio, providing content strategy, production, and distribution to clients in a broad range of industries. She also develops and oversees Align's original content brands, including www.siouxfalls.business. Jody is a former editor, broadcaster, and columnist who also is frequently requested as a public speaker. Jody knows Sioux Falls business. From the latest deals to the biggest decision makers, she's the best source for local developments. Jody excels at content strategy designed to build and engage audiences. From video storytelling to news distribution, she knows how to reach people in an increasingly cluttered marketplace. Jody, welcome to the art of seeing clearly. So, Jody, you truly know business and you specifically know Sioux Falls business. And uh, in fact, uh, you happen to start a media company with that very name, Sioux Tell me a little bit, how did that come to fruition? Oh my gosh, it's like how far back do you want to go, right? Um, so let's see, we have about 45 minutes. Maybe it'll probably take close to that amount. No, I'll, I'll give you the abbreviated version. Um, so I really spent a career in media for the most part. Um, I started my career here in Sioux Falls. I am not from here. That's another story unto itself. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and I began my career here in broadcast journalism over at Kello TV. Had a wonderful experience um, and then also had an opportunity to leave our industry, which doesn't necessarily happen for journalists. You know, plenty of us leave the media industry. Not very many come back into it once they have left already, but that was my path. So I left Kello. I became 
Uh, Chief of Staff for the City of Sioux Falls. I served in Mayor Dave Munson's administration from 2006 to 2010. And then I had to think about what was next. And I really didn't necessarily see myself getting back into media. However, the opportunity came up to join the team at the Sioux Falls Business Journal, which is part of um, the Argus Leader, still is part of the Argus Leader. And my favorite part, one of my favorite parts, I guess, of city government was economic development and city planning and seeing what was planned for the future of our city. That was what really got me energized and kept me motivated to continue growing myself here and my career here. And so at the Business Journal, I could check in with everyone I had gotten to know in that world from city government and update the broader community about what I knew was happening and and what continued to happen in business. So I did that beginning in 2011. And it just became pretty clear and probably won't be a surprise to anyone who follows traditional media companies that uh, I didn't feel like maybe I was going to retire at a newspaper. And so I began looking at what what might my future be. And frankly, first of all, I didn't think it would continue to be in media. I thought it would be more in marketing. I gravitated toward this area of marketing called content marketing, which blends storytelling, what I do, um, with the marketing goals of organizations. And There really weren't at the time, again, this is 2017, all that many people in Sioux Falls specializing in that. Um, There are some more today. There are still not a lot. Um, So I really felt like I could make an impact on that industry. And I think I have. But the more I thought through that business model, that content marketing business model, the more I realized that it had limitations. So I could work with clients. I could work with you um, and your team to develop content about what you do. Um, But after that, we have to get it in front of people, right? So how do we do that? Well, we would probably use some pretty traditional methods, even if they were digital methods, right? We would probably put that on your website or put it on social media or send it out to your email list, which are all good tactics, but they're also limited. They're limited by whoever might be following your page or whoever we pay those social media giants to go reach or whoever signed up for your email newsletter. So I thought, how do I bring in that audience? for my clients, my partners, and a media platform became the obvious answer. And so what I knew, what I had been doing, what I enjoyed was business reporting, which then led to SiouxFalls.Business. So SiouxFalls.Business operates as any other news website does. Obviously, we specialize in business news for the Sioux Falls area, but our revenue model is a bit different. So most media organizations will run content marketing, but it's it's a piece of what they do. And the publishers themselves, the organizations themselves, don't get very involved in the day-to-day strategy and execution with our partners. For us, it's all we do. It's all our revenue. So we don't do traditional digital advertising. We don't charge you a digital subscription to read our work. We work with partners to place and in some cases create content and put that in front of an audience. So we work with businesses that contract with us to help tell those stories. And then we work with businesses that already have teams in place to do that, but they're facing that exact challenge that I identified. They're trying to figure out how to get it in front of more people. So we work with their teams closely to distribute their content. So is there a distinction in your mind between, they are different clearly, but for the layperson, media and marketing, because your media is your marketing and your marketing is, I mean, so you're talking about content versus actually then getting it out in front of people. So is your business more informational media? Is it more helping with marketing or is there just kind of this blend between the two worlds? Well, and media is a really broad word. So, you know, journalism, news might be the better word, right? So 
So part of what we do is news. We report news just like anybody else does, right? You have to, to make us a pitch and we decide if it's newsworthy and we go out and interview you and we can are I ask? Writers. Can I ask on that? I'm really interested. Sure. So how do you find your like material? What's your like, hey, I've got some really great sources. Of course, people are pitching things to you because yeah. they want to use, you know, use your content, your brand, the the Sioux Falls dot business. But at the same time, how do you find all your news? I get asked that a lot. I wish there was <laughs> some really obvious answer, right? Um, it's just a lot of different places. So Yes, we it's and sometimes people think I, I swear we literally sit here and just wait for those emails to come in or wait for the phone to ring. That that is not the case. We we do get pitched things, but by and large, and I and I think what readers want is they want us to enterprise, they want us to go out and find out what's happening and decide what they're going to be interested in before they even know that they're interested in it. So how do we do that? Um, we have a lot of different sources. Um, we rely on public information to a great extent. I mean, I look at a lot of public filings and I look at a lot of meeting agendas and things like that. Um, I drive around, to be honest with you. I look yeah. at ideas just driving by a corner that looks different than I used to or going through a building that's under construction. And I'm realizing that we need to be doing an update on it. Uh, I have a lot of just conversations that aren't necessarily designed to get ideas, but they're just more designed to catch up with people who I know um, are exposed to a lot, talk to a lot of other people, um, things that inevitably will come up. Sometimes I'm hearing the same thing from a few different places. And all of a sudden I'm realizing there's a story here, right? So for instance, we just published one today on an increase in teenagers working. And I was led to that story talking to a number of different employers and on various things um, and, and being told that they were having an easier time hiring. And and being told that they were pleasantly surprised with their young workers. And so all of a sudden that became a story. So I, I wish I could tell you there was this like exact science paint my numbers thing, but maybe that's a little bit of the art of what we do. There, um, there isn't, I was just thinking that. that there, there truly is an art to how you decide to go about and finals just simply like, Hey, I'm going to go drive around and see what, see what hits me. I mean, there, there's definite art to that and it's mm -hmm. setting up with the importance I'm sure of, uh, your connections that you've made over the years as well in yes. your past. So you've been involved in reporting on so many different business endeavors. I mean, I, I look at the email that comes out with the Sioux Falls uh, business, you know, Sioux Falls business all the time. So what advice would you give someone thinking about starting their own business? Cause clearly you went out on a limb too and started your own thing. And that takes some moxie to do. But what would be some advice you'd give someone? Yeah. And I just mentioned too, I actually, because I'm just crazy, right? I have two sites now. So I have Business, but then I also have um, my new one, which is Pigeon 605. Absolutely. So we gotta, we, yeah. We'll talk about that hopefully too. Um, and that's really more of a, a consumer minded website, I guess I would say. So it's community news. It's awesome people news. It's what's going on in Sioux Falls and the surrounding Is it kind of like the life section in a paper or what used to be a paper? So here's what I think. So you remember like when there used to be these really big Sunday papers and you would have like the 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 community section. So like the, the community news section and you would have a life section and you would have an art section. I mean, it's a yes. sport. It's a little bit of all of that. Like yes. you would even do some sports feature type of things, but that's the, the experience I'm trying to get all packaged up in a really fun, modern way. But to your question, what, what would I say about starting a business? So um, yeah, advice you'd give to somebody yeah. now that you've been through it for a little bit, what right. would you say? Um, so I think doing your homework is really key here. And I think 
being really mindful of, you know, not necessarily what you want to do, but what the marketplace needs. And sometimes those are two different things, right? I have this wonderful idea because it sounds so great to me. That means everybody else is going to respond to. Sometimes it does, but I think really kind of looking at who is your audience and what are they looking for from you is key. And part of that is taking a really honest assessment of the landscape. So look out at the marketplace, right? And if the marketplace already has a bunch of other people doing what you're trying to do and and your differentiators that you're going to be better, you know, whatever that means. I mean, maybe you will, but I think you've really got to be honest with yourself about how am I going to set this business apart and what am I going to bring uniquely to the market that it needs? What was your true why behind starting your own business? Yes, you might have seen a need, but what was it like? This is what this is going to fulfill for either myself or my community that has this need. Well, as truly as a business owner, there's two needs. There's a need of the business owner and there's the need of what, what do the consumers want? Absolutely. So, and I think there was a little bit of both that went in my mind. So kind of to your point, you know, you, you talked about going out on a limb, which is true. And, and people will sometimes ask me, oh, you took this, you know, you really took a risk starting a business. And the truth is it began to feel riskier to stay where I was at because I could see Amen. the trajectory and I just knew I was not on this train for the long term, right? So as soon as I personally reached that point, then it was a matter of, well, what does it look like, right? What makes sense? What makes sense for me? What do I personally find fulfillment in? What can I uniquely bring to the market? And what does the market need? And then putting all of that together in my head and coming up with this model and then testing it. So that would be my other advice. And sometimes some businesses, it's easier to do this than others, right? But um, I went and talked to people before I ever said officially, I was going to do this. Um, I obviously work around an advertising model. So that was the other part of the other question. So we have the the journalism side and then our marketing side, that's our advertising side, right? Those are our clients. And we just approach it a bit differently than some in media do. But I started with uh, a set number of clients, people who had uh, had bought in, who liked this idea, who were willing to try it with me. And uh, frankly, if I had had different conversations, if I had gone to a lot of businesses and just been told, "Eh, you know, we're not sure, maybe Mm -hmm. come back to us in a year, whatever. Um, I think that would have given me pause. And the fact that they were so enthusiastic, that there was so much support from this business community behind what I was trying to do, that really gave me the validation to go ahead and try it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I couldn't be more grateful. And we work with nearly every original partner that we had when we launched almost six years ago today. And we have added a number of others, which has just been so rewarding and validating. But, you know, test that model as best you can do your homework, know your audience, know that you are going to work really hard. And I'm sure you'll agree with this. And um, yeah, I thought I worked hard before when I was working for somebody else. I had no idea what it meant um, to but it's, really it's, work hard. And so I was in business for myself. It's a different kind of thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's different. You got to be willing to put those hours in. Yeah. There, there is just a different feel. And there's a different psychology behind it. And, and you do have to be willing to work hard and to want that. But the psychology is just extremely different and hard to explain until, until you go through it. You've met a lot of people um, with your, you know, your time here in Sioux Falls, and I'm sure before you even got here. Um, who's somebody in your life that you, as a professional or personally, who do you admire? Oh my gosh, that's so big and broad. And I, I kind of hate it because I could just talk the rest of the program. <laughs> and I would still but like one person that might have been influential in your life oh, for, for getting you so where bad. you're at. I mean, you could have been five years old. I don't yeah. know. Oh, and that, you know what? If we were going to go way back, I was just absolutely blessed to have 
wonderful, wonderful teachers, um, especially in elementary school, you know, from kindergarten on up. And those, they just shape you in ways that you don't fully appreciate until you're into adulthood. And they pushed me and um, I got a really, really good foundation. uh, Thanks to them. Thanks to my parents who are just behind me every step of the way, my grandparents. So I, I have had just an an A plus team behind me from the start. So how about somebody um, in the professional world? Yep. Who's been there for you? I mean, here's the thing. I would not be here without Dave Munson. So that is key because I had been in Sioux Falls four years. You know, I was at this point where I could have gone and done a lot of different things. I was 26 years old. He gave me an incredible opportunity. Hmm. You were his his chief of staff, weren't Mm -hmm. you? He brought me in. Um, he, he let me run with a lot of things. He let me learn, um, a lot and, um, really trusted me and helped me grow. And that was what allowed me to start building the relationships that, that created that whole foundation for where I am today, because it was the, the people that I met, um, through that role that then became my sources. Um, when Mm -hmm. I went back into media that then became clients in some cases, you know, or led to other things when I started the business. And honestly, he just modeled for me the right way to be in, in business. Um, you know, we, we obviously weren't a business in government, but. You know, government to, is a business though. It's just a it's different a big form. organization. That's yeah. the thing, right? I mean, yeah. when I was there, it was an 1100 person organization and things happen and challenges. And, and then you layer in like a political thing and all kinds of stuff. opportunity he, for drama happens. And the way that he handled Opportunity for overcoming challenges, right? Very much. And just leading with what is the right thing to do, you know, which sounds so obvious. And yet, like when you're in the thick of all of it, um, but that has always mm-hmm. stuck with me. It's, it's very core to who I am too. And, and in business, those times come up as well. And, you know, how do you treat people right? How do you just, you know, approach everybody with fairness in mind? And, um, and just, I, I love that. Things. How do you know, just like that was a, a really strong statement. It's like just doing the right thing. What what ultimately is the right thing to do, and let that guide you, no matter no matter what. Especially in your your business and leadership roles that you're at. Anything unexpected that you learned during your time um, being chief of staff? <laughs> so every day, so every day. day. <laughs> it was. I would encourage anybody who has an opportunity to get into public service in any capacity to do it, whether it means working for the public sector, um, serving in an elected capacity, being part of a board that might be, you know, incorporated somehow with, with county or state work, you know, as a, first of all, we're all bought into this, right? As taxpayers, like we all have a little bit of ownership here, but I think it just gives you such a greater appreciation for your community and for your state and for what it takes to run it and make it all happen. And sometimes if you haven't had that firsthand experience, it's easy to just sort of let that happen in the background and, um, Somebody else will take care of it. Yeah, it just it makes you a more engaged citizen. It makes you appreciate yeah. what you have more, I think, and and ultimately make better decisions as a citizen, which you know we should we should all be doing. Having been a, a transplant to South Dakota and Sioux Falls, what is it that decided that I'm going to stay here? I'm going to make this my home. I think it was multiple things. So first of all, you know, it was that opportunity to work for city government. And it was the timing of it that was key for me. So I mentioned I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And the the story of Cleveland is not unlike a lot of other major Midwest cities where um, downtown decades and decades ago was the place to be uh, until it wasn't. And and industry left and things closed. And I saw that growing up there in the 80s and 90s. And in Sioux Falls, I saw a community that was trying to turn that around, um, Mm -hmm. that was in a position to maybe not have 
to fall as far as the place that I grew up or, or other cities like it. And so to be part of that, to be part of that renaissance of downtown was really energizing to me. When I went into city government was when that um, first phase of Uptown at Falls Park was happening. So Phillips to the Falls had been done. They were beginning to develop and realize the potential of that project. And then all the way through, I would say that that's what's helped keep me, is that this community just keeps building. And the longer you're here and the more relationships you build, the more opportunity you have to grow with it um, and to build your own especially now business with it. And um, you have all these, you now have all these little, I'll call say fingers or tentacles in so much of the business vibe of what's happening. Of course, not just downtown in our community, but I mean, surrounding areas uh, as, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. And to be honest, it's easier now, I think, to split time. I mean, I still uh, travel quite a bit. I, I work from out of state quite a bit. It's important okay. for me to um, be close to family too. And I think the way that technology has evolved and our understanding of the workplace has evolved, all, all of those things yeah. have combined. You've, I'm sure, written on thousands of, and reported on thousands of stories uh, in your in your career. Is there, you know, is there one that you're like, this was, this was, this really stands out to me. This story was amazing. I'm so glad I got to be a part of this. Um, you know. It's not in a good way, but the most formative story for me in Sioux Falls was really early on. I came here. I came to Sioux Falls as an intern. I was 20 years old. I'd never been to Sioux Falls or South Dakota before. I knew absolutely no one. Um, And I was at Kello, and I was assigned to um, the story of when the school in Plankington, South Dakota, a little town just west Mm -hmm. of Mitchell, um, it exploded. It it caught fire as a propane Mm -hmm. explosion um, overnight, um, multiple fatalities. Um, you know, and I'm, I was just really thrown into it. So, you know, am I glad that I got to cover that? Absolutely not. Like we would never wish that kind of story, you know, on any community. Um, but it really did help shape me and it helped, um, connect me even more strongly to the station, which then, then brought mm. me back. Um, and, you know, ever since, I mean, there, there is no one business story that stands out um, because mm-hmm. I just, I enjoy so many, you know, of mm. our Companies that are investing locally. I love stories about people. Um, you know, I, I put pressure on myself not to tell someone's personal story, but it's an honor to get to know someone's personal story. Yeah, um, there are just amazing things happening in this community all the time. Pigeon has allowed me to tell some stories that I haven't been able to do for years. Um, things that didn't really necessarily fit a business bucket, um, but they're just great community great stories, stories that need to be told, and, and readers respond. So. You have had, I mean, amazing success with your readership and your growth on those two facets. I mean, Pigeon 605, Sioux Falls Business. I know you've also got, you know, a whole parent company of your aligned content studios. And we'll get to that in a moment too. But what do you feel has been one of the key ingredients to your, I mean, success? I think it all goes back to the content. I really do. I mean, I think that it's each individual story bringing in new readership and you Mm. sort of train readers what they can expect from you. And so it's not just having that one home run story, you know, once a month or every other consistency day. And we, we look at that intentionally every day and we're disciplined about it because, you know, if we weren't, it would be really easy to just kind of not maybe do the volume that we need or the level of story that we need because who's holding you accountable. Right. And we don't have we don't have that hard deadline that a newspaper does. It will print at this time and it will have this many pages. Yeah. You know, 6 p.m. doesn't hit and we have to have enough stories to fill a newscast. We don't have anything that it would call like artificial holes, you know, in what we do. So 
Uh, one, that's a good thing because every story we do, we do for a reason. We don't do it just to fill time or to fill space, which I will be honest with you, having worked in this industry, sometimes that happens, which is how it is. Um, but, you know, we also have to be disciplined enough to say, we're going to do an email newsletter uh, twice a week. We're going to hold to our deadlines and we're going to fill it with really good, timely, relevant news. And, and we do. And I think readers respond. And, you know, I don't try to do what other people are doing. And you probably noticed that too. So. Um, there's a lot of what you see in local news that you don't see in our products. You don't see political coverage. You don't see a lot of crime coverage. You don't even see weather, although I wouldn't mind doing weather, but there are a lot of places. But you, can, you can get, get that, that. You can get that elsewhere Absolutely. where, you know, I think it's such a unique, um, a unique site that allows you to catch up quickly on the, the, the comings, the goings, the, the news from a business entrepreneurial standpoint that um, is of interest to a lot of us that want to see our, our city grow and what the economics are happening here. What's one of the best marketing tools you feel like you've found that helped you lead to this success for your business, for you and your clients? Hmm. Um, well, the whole concept of storytelling as marketing is still somewhat unique, right? So the fact that you know, we don't publish ads in our publications, we publish stories about our partners. That's huge. And that can take so many different forms. And we have seen it be so effective. It's just really fun, you know, to see people, even through social media, they're liking and sharing uh, a sponsored piece because it legitimately is put together in such a way that they want to like it and share it. So that has been great, really rewarding. Um, you know, I, I will always go back to my roots with video. When we first launched, I had a lot of fun with live video. I, during the pandemic, we were all pretty much hunkered down. We did quite a bit of live video. Um, if I had just, you know, unlimited time and, and resources and all that, I would do even more because there's no substitute for bringing readers with you, um, viewers with you to, to actually see something and try and, and hear from the people involved and experience it as much as they can. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I wish I could do more of it. Hmm. Tell me a little bit more about your business. I mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, the umbrella company mm -hmm. aligned content studios, because what you're doing is, is beyond the, the readers um, that we have with the Sioux Falls business and 605. So tell me a little bit more about your, your business um, with the aligned content studios. Sure. So I established a line content studio as that parent company, knowing that I wanted to do multiple things underneath it. So Ooh, what right. else do you want to do, Jody? So <laughs> and Pigeon 605 are both products, right? Of a line, yes. a line content studio. Yes. Um, that also lets me do content marketing that maybe never shows up on our sites. It's things that businesses just need help with um, behind the scenes, you know, for their own purposes or sometimes out of market. And we've started to work with some Ohio companies recently, which has okay. been really fun. So um, nice for me. Um, my sister is uh, based in Ohio and she has a marketing background as well. So we've been able to tag team some things, which has been great. Um, and, and that's more on the pure content marketing side of things. And many, beyond that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, I mean, we can go into other geographies. I've been asked to, to look at that. I, I would not take that off the table. Um, one of the reasons Pigeon 605 is Pigeon 605 is because it can become Pigeon whatever your area code might be, right? So um, down the road, if that takes off, if you will, even further, um, that might be a, an expansion opportunity for us. Too. What's a, what's a, and maybe you don't want to share, but anything out there that's kind of inkling in your brain, like, oh, I can't wait to get this rocking and rolling. Oh, always. Anything right? new I mean, we should be expecting from you soon? If you're an entrepreneur, there's always something in the, the back or the forefront or you're just popping into your head. Um, 
And I should mention too, you know, it's a it's a sub-brand of Sioux Falls Shop Business, but 605 Made is just a real point of pride for us too. And that's another brand that we have. We do that in partnership um, with the uh, owners over at Naughty Gnome in Hartford. And we do a series of events every year featuring local makers, artists, entrepreneurs, um, and we tell their stories. And we have an event coming up, shameless plug here, August 27th, our night market will be in downtown Sioux Falls at 6th and Phillips. So 4 to 10, come, come shop with us. It's really fun. I don't and think that's shameless at all. Right. People want to know. <laughs> hopefully, I don't know if it's long before that or not, but if, it, if it's after, hopefully you all came. But um, anyway, where's my head going with it? I could see at least one more, maybe Sioux Falls based product, possibly, yeah. um, possibly other markets. We do from a business standpoint, um, need to look at reader revenue at some point. And I hate to say that um, because everybody always thinks, oh, subscriptions are going to start charging. We're not going to charge you to read our content. Um, it would be something different than that. Um, but, you know, from a diversification of revenue standpoint, it's something that we need to do. Mm-hmm. And what I like about how I, how Align is structured is that really it's flexible enough that we can do anything. I mean, if, if some niche comes up and we just think that the market's underserved and we're going to quick turn a little news site around whatever, you know, that vertical may be, we're positioned to do that. Jody, how many employees do you have working with you or staff? I should count them up because I do get asked this um, quite a bit. And, and most of them are independent contractors, which okay. has been great. Okay. That's why I can't okay. give you a number right off the top. Yeah. So Rosemary McCoy is my full-time content manager. She's fantastic. We work together at the Argus Leader. Um, she, I recall that. Yeah. Yep. She ran the Sea Falls Business Journal. If you email me, yeah. you probably get looped in with, with Rosemary once in a while. But um, our writing team is fantastic and it's never been bigger and it's just I'm so pleased to work with them we have so many former journalists who have gotten out of the industry but still want to be involved somehow or maybe they're focused in in one area now and they want to broaden and and get back into some features and 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 some storytelling and things that really excited them about Mm. the industry some people who are are semi-retired or even close to fully retired, but they've got the time and they want to continue to tell stories. And yeah. Just a really nice, nice broad demographic of writers. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, probably 10 that we work with fairly regularly. Um, and then we've got terrific yeah. talent on the, the photography, the videography, and the graphics. Well, design. you guys do a great job. So your team, kudos to, to all you. of them for what, what they, what they do and produce. So with all that, we've talked a lot about business. So what's something about you that uh, people might be surprised to learn? Hmm. I feel like I've told you a bunch of like really kind of random stuff. Um, There was a time in my life, I went through several different like career iterations here, um, but there was a time in my life when I definitely wanted to be an actress. So I I started in theater when I was very young. um, What production were you in? What was was the production? Many. So it started... Um, elementary school. I was in second grade. And so I earned the role of Charlotte in Charlotte's Web, which was a huge deal because you had to compete against like the fourth and fifth graders for this part, right? So team whole thing. So I was, I was Charlotte. And then um, I did community theater. Um, Gretel and Sound of Music, my favorite role. Um, I was in Annie. Um, I was in just a, a variety of different musicals. And so, you know, when you're like eight, nine years old, um, what do you want to be? Well, I was all about theater. So I was going to be an actress. I decided, I think I aged out of that by the time I was like 11 or 12. Do you feel um, that helped you though? Um, feel comfortable absolutely. like on the, camera with journalism and reporting? Yep. Yeah. I mean, those that, that works together. Yeah. That basis of skills to be able to get out there and just basically perform. Yep. And then I got into journalism. I told my first real journalism story when I was 15 and I was just all in after that. And 
did a bunch of interviews with well-known people when they would come to Cleveland. That was kind of my thing. Like, who could I get to talk to me um, when I was in high school? And, and from there, I went to Chicago for college and ended up here. And you're still doing a lot of interviewing. I mean, the interviewing, getting to know somebody, investigating what's going on. So there's there's constant, um, you know, learning and um, utilizing those skills for you. What what motivates you? I mean, clearly you're highly motivated. Um, you've you've done all these things. You've started a bit a business, but what what motivates or inspires you? I guess I have just always been very grateful, um, you know, that I was frankly given, I mean, I don't, I don't know that any of this just comes from us. I mean, I think I was just blessed with certain abilities. And I think that when you are, um, you also have the responsibility to use those, to use those to the best of your ability, right? To make the most of that. Um, so that, that motivates me as much as anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything that inspires you? I get inspired by the people that I talk to every day. You know, I get to talk to uh, business people who are taking on, you know, one of the biggest moments of their lives. And and sometimes I'm the first person that I talk, that they talk to when they're ready to go public with what they're going to do after they've worked on this forever, right? It's been in their head and they've, they've learned all this. And then it's on me to help introduce them to the broader community, right? So that's a huge responsibility. And yet um, you can't help but be inspired by entrepreneurs like that every day, but also by people who have been in business and they've gone through the hard stuff and they're marking. I just talked to a business leader whose company is marking a 150 year anniversary. And that is just unheard of. And, and it wasn't wow. easy. And, and there were times that business was predicted to fail. And so, you know, you learn from, I learn from people every day. That's where I'm so fortunate from my clients and from the, the businesses that I get to interview, the takeaways that I have. Um, so yeah, that's that's just fantastic. But then my my pigeon stories are entirely different, right? So that gives you a whole perspective on life. And, and I get to hear from people who are overcoming these incredible personal challenges or who just have these really fun, memorable moments that we get to share with the community. Um, you, so you get to take all spectrum. of these these stories. How gratifying I think that would be a um not only on the personal level, but the entrepreneurial level to be able to to be there, learn, as think a, of how much you get to learn. Well, as an owner, you know, if, if I were the business expert looking down on me, I would say, you need to separate yourself more from, from this day to day, right? You need to delegate the writing. You need to work on the business, all of which are true, but can you blame me? I mean, I don't want to necessarily stop doing the interviews and the stories either, because I mean, they're the reminder of why I do what I do now. Do I need yeah. to come back some? Yes. Am I doing that? Yes. But I still, yeah. I will always, I think, carve out time to have those those one-on-one conversations and to be on the the front line of the story and, and then having to tell it to others because it, it is great not? to it is it is great to have a great a successful successful business but if you lose the why behind what you're doing um and that's mm-hmm. why I also love uh, you know working with my patients doing surgery I'm doing a lot of the services because it, it keeps you it's like I oh I get to see the successes and I get to help be there when we're maybe not as successful as we want, but at the same time, then you have all that learning and that background to bring through. But it are those successes that keep you going. Kind of like when you hit a good golf ball, you're like, oh, okay, I can do one more. Yeah, I can't can't tell you that I have that experience actually, but I was going to say this is exactly like you not seeing patients, which I'm sure would be inconceivable for you. Yeah. So what what gives you outside of work? What brings joy to your wife, to your life? Oh, 
You know, I, uh, first of all, I, I probably should work a little bit less, but I am lucky that I actually do love what I do and, and yeah. the people that I work with are really more like friends. And so even if I have to, to give up some personal time to do that, I, I never mind. Um, but, you know, that being said, uh, I mentioned that I travel a lot. I, I spend as much time with family as I can. Uh, I have a new niece, so it's been lots of fun uh, watching her grow up. And I am very, very grateful to have just wonderful friends here in Sioux Falls and, and people that I don't get to see as much as I would even like. So any any spare yeah. time I have, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with people, um, you know, that uh, I just really, really enjoy spending time with. And that being said, I uh, I love this time of year. I know it's kind of warm out now, but I just give me summer, right? I kind of live for spring through early fall. Um, I struggle a little bit with the cold. So I'm, I'm loving the way things are right now. I spend as much time downtown as I can. Uh, love to be outdoors. With that, with that energy, with that energy. Yeah. What do you do personally to help? And this is kind of, you know, um, one of my questions and, and the philosophy behind the art of, of seeing clearly, how do you see yourself in the world better and more clearly? Like, what do you personally do to try to, to make that happen for yourself? You know, I think it probably for me goes back to faith, really. I mean, when you look at grounding and, and what I do for that, um, I, I try to go to church every week. Um, sometimes I'll even go during the week at noon real quick, you know, half an hour uh, mass just to, to kind of recenter that way. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that big perspective is important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what helps keep me grounded and, and brings me back to, you know, why, why we're really here and, and what it's all about. And then, you know, just spending time around people who reflect the way I want to be. There's a real truth to, you know, you are who you surround yourself with and, and being mindful of that. And I'm lucky that I just, I have wonderful people around me and just being, you know, aware of that and, and keeping it top of mind to, to continue that that interaction is important because it's too easy to get busy, right? And then all of a sudden you realize that you haven't really connected with people in a while and that, that's so key. And making that intentional, that mm-hmm. intentional effort to do so. Well, Jody, thank you for connecting with us today. And thank you for the connection that you bring to all of us in the community with what is happening um, in our part of the world. And we're so glad that you're here and decided to jump off a little limb and um, bring some amazing things to our town. And so uh, with that, um, I will let you go. But thank you so much for spending time with us uh, today and telling us a little bit more about your art of seeing clearly. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.